0: We're back for season two.
1: Yes, it's bigger. It's better.
0: It's... Oh, just get on with it. Bad scripts. Hello and welcome back to Bad Scripts. It's Steve Jones here again, joining you for another fantastic episode of the Bad Scripts podcast presents The Last Resort. And joining me as ever, the man who needs no introduction. So I wasn't going to give you one. Uh, I'm just kidding. It's Mr. Mike Garlia. Hi, Mike.
1: You planned that. Did you rehearse that? Uh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, I wonder what was going on then. Hello, Steve. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm I'm fine, thank you very much. I'm I'm very well. Good, good. So, uh, another week has passed, and we have another episode. We're creeping ever closer to the end of season two. Uh, a lot, a lot to uh, digest from last week. We've had threats of violence. We've had uh, reconciliations, and we've had revelations. Uh, all in all, in the space of one. Neat little episode. So, quite the uh, quite the return for our characters.
1: Yes, yes, it's been um, loads and loads of revelations with many more to come. Uh, there's loads more to to happen in the in the next few episodes as we're working our way towards summer of 2023. Uh, can you believe it's almost summer, Steve?
0: I, 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 well, I'm, I'm, I would believe it if it was warm enough to be summer, but it just feels like it's still really, really cold. So I'm hoping. That we've got a little bit more warm weather coming in the future is the hope now i was thinking about this do you is there such a thing as a summer resolution i
1: wouldn't have thought so i well i think we should make this a thing i think we should be looking at summer resolutions you know we did the whole new year thing new year resolution this is the midpoint where you get to review your resolution but also make a brand new one just for the summer so what would yours be steve putting you on the spot almost immediately.
0: <laughs> I think I'd have to give that some consideration. Um, but like you say, maybe it's a time to look at the resolutions you made at the beginning of the year. Am I living up to them? Am I doing what I said I would do? Maybe re-establish some sort of um, assom- affirmation to uh, to achieve what you'd set out to achieve before. I don't know. That, that would be a, a way to go about it. As, as far as specific ones for me, I don't know, maybe probably get out in the sun more and enjoy a little bit more open air rather than being stuck inside working and uh, and talking uh, down microphones to people. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, mine is to work less and to laugh more. Well, that certainly is achievable. <laughs> and let's hope for your sake that that's something that you do. Well, I would like to start that right now.
1: Through the next couple of scenes. Well, then, without further ado, let's co- let's crack
0: on. Interior, entertainment's office, day. Wayne and Eddie are huddled over the computer. Can you not just get into it? Uh, that's called hacking, Wayne. Yeah. So hack it. Do I look like one of those computer nerds to you? I'm a technician, not a computer scientist. I thought you said you knew computers. Yeah, and I do. Built my own Commodore 64 when I was 12. But you're looking for someone who can break into this, and I can't do that. Shit. Um, Do you know anybody who can? I don't know. I mean, you could take it into a shop or something. No, I can't do that. Why do you need to get into it so bad anyway? Uh, there's some information I need to get. Well, by the looks of it, it's locked to Kelly. I know. So why don't you ask her? I can't. It's, um, it's sensitive. Well, I don't know what to tell you then, mate. Wayne goes into deep thought for a moment. It's got to be a way. It's got to be a way. Try a password. Oh, yeah, thanks. Do you not think I already tried that? Well, what did you try? I don't know, all sorts. Kelly, Camp Coats, Moo, Moo the Cow, Pink, Pink Lady. You know, just plays on those words, you know. Uh, Did you try numbers as well? No, bloody hell, that'll take years going through all of them. Just try it, you never know. All right, I'll try Camp 2000. Password doesn't work. Camp. Coat 2000. It still doesn't work. Pink 2000. Another beep confirming an incorrect answer. Try pink with a one. Wayne types in pink one. And it still doesn't work. Now, I mean, change the I in pink to a one, to a number one. Wayne enters P. 1-N-K into the computer. Presses return. As if by magic, the folder opens. It worked. It bloody worked, Eddie. You are a genius. I have my moments. Now listen, I was never here. Don't want it brought in any of this dodgy crap you're doing right now, all right? Eddie immediately leaves. Wayne barely acknowledges this, and he begins navigating the file system. We see him double-clicking into folders. He sees the one titled Wayne and he double clicks. The screen begins to load as Wayne leans forward, his nose practically touching the monitor. Exterior, entertainment's office, day. Alan and Mark are stood outside the offices, looking at the main walkway as holiday goers and children pass by smiling and excited as the energy they create lifts Alan's spirits for once he looks happy.
1: Look at this, Mark. Enjoy this moment. This is why we do this. Now, the weather is great. Funny how a sunny day lifts the mood. It's not the weather. It's them spending their hard-earned money on here. On us. Look how happy everyone is to escape the doldrums of their lives and enter a world of fantasy. That's what we give them, Mark. I'm taking memories.
0: Mark gives Adam a funny look.
1: You're feeling okay, Alan. It's not like you to be so, uh, happy.
0: (laughs) Couldn't be better.
1: Glenn is happy, the resort is profitable, and we're almost at the end of the season finish line. (laughs) This is the time to celebrate our year and start planning the next. Well, I've got some ideas for next season. Take everything to the next level. Could use your brain and thoughts on it all, though. Yeah, yeah, of course. All in good time, Mark. How about this afternoon? What's the rush? Come on, let's just enjoy this moment of triumph against the odds, we did it! We delivered!
0: Mark nods his head in agreement as the two of them go back to watching the crowds of people walk past.
1: Well, I can't hang around here all day. I'll be in my office from four if you want to talk more. See you then.
0: Alan strides back into the offices, whistling as he does so. Mark remains in his thoughts, staring at the crowds, as the sun beats down on them, and for a brief moment, life is good. Well, hello there, Mark. In his pondering, Mark failed to see the executive from Sun Nolly Holidays saunter up next to him. Something was different in her manner. Yes, she was in a summer dress and her hair down, but her demeanour was brighter and lighter too. Denise! (laughs) What are you doing here? Oh? Charming, it's a delight to see you too.
1: Oh, sorry, of course. How are you? What brings you to camp holidays?
0: Oh, just some much-needed time off. You wouldn't have seen Alan around, would you? I should very much like to catch up with him.
1: Oh, you just missed him. Um, I can get him on the radio and see where he is.
0: Oh, don't worry. I'll catch up with him later. But he confidently strides away, playfully waving to Mark as she does so. Now, um, do we need to recap on who Bernice is? <laughs> well, I mean, some people we did say the Sun Lolly executive, didn't we? So, um, yeah. So anybody that remembers back to uh, the Sun Lolly incident, the uh, was that was that the Chris- over Christmas? Or? It was
1: over Christmas, like over a year ago. So mm-hmm. Christmas in our first season, we uh, introduced uh, three episodes which focused on. The Sun Lolly holiday reps or visiting camp holidays and Mark and Alan and Judy being a little bit up the creek and not having anything planned for them.
0: Well, that's right. And uh, I guess in the end, they, they managed to pull things off and and uh, didn't uh, didn't um, Bernice and Alan end up having a little, um, little well, it was in, inferred that there was some sort of uh, dalliance between the two of them?
1: Well, if you remember, Bernice wasn't happy with the way things were going, and she wasn't happy with the standard of service they were getting. So Alan had to step in and um
0: take one for, take the, one team. for the team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so just to remind everyone that Bernice was a character that appeared in three episodes um in, in our Christmas ones. And she is a big boss at a international holiday company called Sun Lolly.
0: Can only mean more fun and games, I'm sure.
1: Well, it sounds like she has designs on Alan, too, once again, if she's looking for
0: Well, some. she's looking for him. We don't know why. But, uh, you know, it could be business. It could be pleasure. We'll, we'll have to find out.
1: Well, I mean, you've got to look at it in this way, really. Uh, this woman has access to every single holiday resort in the world. And she chooses on a time off to come to camp holidays.
0: Yeah. So exactly. What is her motive? I'm sure it will all become clear very soon. Exterior, Resort, Main Street, Day. Adam is slowly walking down the main street of the resort. Either side, the street is adorned with gaming stalls and stands offering various funfair, games and food. He spots Dan walking towards him and calls his name. Dan! Dan, mate! Dan looks around and through the throngs of holidaymakers spots Adam. He waves back and makes his way towards him. All right, mate. Where have you been?
1: Nowhere. I'm uh, keeping my head down.
0: Getting in shit again.
1: Feels like I'm never out of it.
0: Dan shrugs. and doesn't say anything.
1: What's going on with you?
0: Dan shrugs again. Seriously, Dan. You must have something going on. Not much to talk about, really.
1: All right. Well, well you know where I am if you need me.
0: Not really, mate. Adam looks at the ground, and Dan does the same.
1: Look, I've been a bit shit, mate,
0: haven't I? A bit. I'm
1: really sorry, Dan. You're a good
0: friend. I messed up. Ah, don't sweat it. I get it. You just wanted to do your thing this year. Have I been that much of a dick? Hmm. Not really, I mean... I've just missed you, mate, that's all. But I... But I've been a dick in general, haven't I? A big, throbbing, veiny one, mate, to be honest. There's not many round here that's pally with you at the moment. I know. I get it. I deserve it. Look, it's just just one season, right? <clears throat>
1: No, it's, it, it's not, I don't think that's just it. If I'm hated now, I'll likely be hated next year too. I mean, look at, just look at
0: Kelly. Do you think I should just, you know, speak to people, explain what happened and
1: then and then they can understand?
0: And what did happen?
1: The, the breakup, you know, with Sam, that's how all this started in the first place.
0: Dan shakes his head slowly and begins walking away from Adam. He spots the bench and makes his way towards it. He turns back to Adam, who stands there watching him. Are you coming, then? Adam nods. Adam nods and walks over to Dan. They both sit down to the bench. What did I say? You just don't see it, do you? See what? The truth about what happened there.
1: You were there, Dan. You saw what happened. The way she was with the Rex, flirting and
0: all that. I was there, and what I saw was you acting like a jealous and spiteful kid getting angry and paranoid. Sam told you there was nothing going on. you didn't want to believe her. that's really the truth mate. I'm sorry if it sounds harsh, but it's time for to be honest with you are, are you
1: are you for, are you actually forgetting everything you did?
0: not at all, but you fell for it Uckline and stinker you mean sinker? Nah, isn't it stinks how easily he fooled ya? How quickly you bit. After all that then, you're saying what happened is all my fault? Mate, I'm saying that everything you did caused the split. You didn't see Sam after. She was an absolute mess. Couldn't understand what she'd done wrong to you. And why did you do what you did? She loved you, man. And all you had to do was trust her. But you couldn't do it.
1: So she didn't cheat on me with Craig?
0: Of course not.
1: Adam looks at the floor.
0: Why didn't she reach out to me? Even through you or Donna? She did. You made it pretty clear you didn't want to talk to her. Whenever I mentioned giving her a call.
1: I just thought it was you trying to make me feel better. I didn't realise she actually wanted to talk to me.
0: Don't matter anyway. It's too late now.
1: I could really mess this up. Yeah? Messed
0: everything up. Yep. Are we still mates? Dan goes quiet, says nothing. Adam faces him with a pleading look. Dan looks away. We suddenly hear chuckling. (laughs) Of course we bloody are, you daft bugger. It'll take more than that. You're my bestie.
1: I'd say, don't do that.
0: Look, it's time to stop being a prick, right? I know. So look... Enough
1: about me. What's going
0: on with you? Oh, that's a long story, bud, but uh, you know, some stuff with Donna. I'll get it sorted. Like what? Are you guys okay? Yeah, yeah, mate. I mean she, since you know what scare she had and that and it she wants a more settled future now. She's going for that kids club manager's job and if, if she gets it, she'll have more she'll have to move off site. Her dad's just got her a flat above the shop he brought in town.
1: Kids club manager who lives above a sex shop. <laughs> That's funny.
0: A dad offered me a job rent-free if we lived there. Really? Wow. Yeah. Are you going to do it? I don't know, mate.
1: I, I, I don't know much, and it's not my place to give you any advice after my behaviour this year. But look, you got to do what's right for you, mate. And I know how much you love Donna. <laughs>
0: Giving out advice now, eh? Yeah,
1: all right, all right. Doesn't make me wrong, though.
0: I'll figure it out. Uh, You up for a pint later? Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I'd love that. Cool. I'll give you a call. Yeah. uh,
1: Before you go, has Robin spoken to you yet?
0: Wayne is stood in the main office. A paper filled folder in his hands. Mark enters and moves towards his desk, sits and turns on his computer. He clicks away on the mouse and begins to read emails, but consents Wayne stood by this desk.
1: Wayne, did we match this QRBF for the end of season show?
0: All sorted, yeah.
1: Great. And the writer issues from earlier?
0: Yep, Karen spoke to their management and negotiated on the terms. Excellent. What a team. Mark continues clicking away. Still noticing that Wayne is lurking. He doesn't look at him, but speaks from behind his large monitor. Everything okay, Wayne? Wayne doesn't speak. Wayne? Wayne? Yeah? You all right? Can I get some time alone with you, Mark? Mark stops clicking and looks over at Wayne. Wayne looks pale and worried. Is it serious? Pretty serious, yeah. Lock the door. Ooh. So, what do we reckon, Mark and Wayne have got to talk about then? I think. Uh, I think we know. Think it's got something to do with Kelly's private files in <laughs> <and> the PC. <laughs> Exterior beachfront day. Adam is walking along the promenade, scanning the throngs of people sunning themselves on the sand. The sea is calm, and gently lapping against the coastline. We hear seagulls overhead, and the sound of laughter fills the salty air. He stops as he sees the band sunbathing, Sam amongst them. They lay basking in the sun, a picture of relaxation. The guitarist strums offbeat tunes on the ukulele. Adam takes a deep breath and steps onto the sand, walking towards them.
1: Alright, guys, how's it going?
0: The bandmates all glance up and, after seeing it's Adam, close their eyes again. No one speaks to him.
1: Cracking day, eh?
0: Again, not a single response is generated from the group sunbathing.
1: Have you been in yet? Bet that water's warm enough to swim in for once.
0: What is it that you want, mate? Nothing really. I
1: was just walking past and thought I'd say hey.
0: Cool. Hey. Yeah The bassist closes his eyes and lies back down Adam still stands idly by, looking like a spare part So, uh, so, uh, you guys playing tonight, then? Jesus Christ, mate Take a hint, we're chilling, yeah?
1: Okay, sorry <laughs> No need to be
0: rude about it, though Oh, whatever What What is it, Adam? Sam, do you think I could
1: get a word with you?
0: There's nothing we need to talk about. Please Adam has a desperate look in his in his eyes. Sam sees this and reluctantly nods her head. She stands. I'll be right back. Ha. Mog. Sam shoots him a look, and the bassist turns away. She walks to Adam, and they walk a few metres before speaking. So what do you want?
1: I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, Sam.
0: Wow. Uh, Okay. What are you actually sorry for? Everything. Why? Well, because I am. Well, why now is what I mean. Sam, look, I really liked you. I loved you. I just
1: didn't know how to deal with that. I accused you of things. I treated you bad.
0: You didn't deserve any of that. Sam stops walking. She turns to face Adam. No, I didn't. I blamed you for it all. I've been so
1: stupid. I believe that idiot Craig. I ruined everything between us. I just, I just want you to know I, I realise that now. I'm truly sorry for the way I hurt you.
0: Sam looks away and then returns to the stare to Adam and his tear-filled eyes. So, after all this time, what suddenly made you realise this now?
1: New things. My ongoing stupidity. A near-death experience and some truths from really good friends.
0: What are you talking about?
1: It doesn't matter, but I know you'll never ever forgive me. You're the love of my life, Sam, and I lost you because of me. I'll always regret that.
0: Sam contemplates Adam's words for a moment, her tone softens slightly. Okay, Adam, I appreciate you saying this, but what do you expect to happen now? What do you want from me? Nothing.
1: I don't want anything. I just needed to tell you. I just needed to tell you that I'm so very sorry. For everything.
0: Well, I appreciate that. I really do. Adam, I, I guess you want my forgiveness. No, I don't deserve that. Maybe, maybe not. But look, whatever is going on with you you have to give you have to forgive yourself. Learn to like yourself rather than just being whomever you have been this year. That's not you. That's not who you were last year. I know. They both stand in silence for a few moments. Well, I should really be getting back. Do you like him? Yeah. I really do. Do you love him? Adam. Well, do you? I think so, yeah.
1: Okay. Then I wish you every bit of happiness in this world. I just hope he treats you better than me. And Craig. You deserve to be worshipped as a goddess.
0: Sam bursts out laughing. <sighs> oh, I see you're still as cheesy as ever. Adam shrugs his shoulders and smiles. Sam leans in and gives him a hug. And look, if it doesn't work out, you know where I am. Sam steps away, briefly smiles, turns on a heel and walks away. Adam watches her leave and turns back to the beach. He takes a deep breath and finally a small, gentle smile crosses his lips.
1: What's a gentle smile?
0: well it's it's not an aggressive smile it's not a, like like a, like a, a menace mm. it's just <laughs> it's just a slight puckering up of the corner of the mouth isn't it just a gentle smile nothing nothing aggressive just a like light... and i think that that's a nice juxtaposition to his aggressive behaviour previously so mm. i think that sort of lends to that uh, that situation somewhat so are and, we forgiving? Are we forgiving Adam? Do we like Adam
1: now? I mean, what's going on yeah, here? I Do we... don't
0: think we'll ever forgive him, will we, for the way he was and what he did to Sam, but he's 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 gone to try and make amends and, well, make himself feel better, mostly, don't you think? Rather than, rather than actually making Sam feel better, it's all about him going and looking for forgiveness.
1: I think it's genuine and and that's because of the trigger points that's happened. So, you know, if, if we re we replay it back from the last few episodes, you know, he's done something, you know, he's made a mistake. Well, arguably not a mistake. He's had a relationship with Tatiana. He's been threatened with a knife by Sergei. And that's the first kind of trigger that he can't keep going the way he's going. Robin has then given him, you know, some truths about the way people see him. Dan has enforced that. And as he trusts Dan so much, he would want to believe it. And it's that realisation, finally, that he's re- he's come to realise that he's the one that destroyed that relationship with Sam um, and now wants her forgiveness. Uh, no, actually, he doesn't want her forgiveness. He just wants to let her know that he has taken responsibility for his actions.
0: Yeah, no, I kind of agree. But at the same time, I don't think... I don't think there's ever such thing as a selfless act so he he wants the forgiveness he wants to to because essentially he could stay out of the way and he could he could understand what he's done wrong but he wants her to know that he takes responsibility so he does kind of want her i think in my mind he does want her forgiveness and he wants to clear the air for his own for his own inner peace as well and i'm not saying that's a bad thing because i think Sometimes we have to go through these journeys and understand when we've made mistakes and apologize for them because it's, it's one thing to know that you've given that other person peace, but you need to find the inner peace too. And like, I think um, Sam says it, you need to forgive yourself because you have not liked yourself for a long time. And that's why Adam's behaved the way he has, because he doesn't like himself. So he doesn't treat himself with any respect and doesn't treat anyone else with respect.
1: Do we think that's a turning point then with Adam? I mean, look, well, it's a disingenuous question because we know the answer to this, but <laughs> it's, it's putting it, true it out to there life? to the audience. Is, it, is let, Let's imagine this was real life. Is this true to life? Is this what human characteristics, human behavior actually does? You know, that a trigger point happens, you suddenly realize, or, do, or is this just plain fiction?
0: I think, I mean, there's no such thing as black and white. There's not good people and bad people. I think it's one of those situations where he spiraled into a path of behavior. It doesn't mean he's a bad person. It means he's been been doing bad things. And I think the realization and the shock and the, and everything pushes him into realizing that he he's kind of taken the blinkers off and seen himself from an outside perspective and gone, oh, I really don't like that guy. I don't like what I've been doing and now he's doing his best to make amends out there to go around and seek forgiveness to try and become the person that he wants to be and be seen as the person he wants to be you know and I think he's getting there to some extent and but it's a long road I don't think you can ever just say sorry and things are back to being okay I think there's there's a journey that has to be taken and, and trust has to be regained. So um, it's key to, key to developing, you know, future relationships. Do you think Sam and, and um, Adam can become friends now or? No, I don't think they can become friends. I think
1: they've moved too far apart from each other, but I think also they have to recognize that they're friends with the same people and that's, that you know, and and that I suspect is partly why Adam's done what he's done is because you you can't have that animosity existing. And I think Sam's always going to be in his heart, but now he's realised it. And you never know in the future he might be like, "Oh crap, how do I, how do I win her back? How do I woo her back?" You know that mm-hmm. you know because he says it to her. He says that the very last thing he says to her really is, "If it doesn't work out, you know where I am." And that that basically that flicker of hope of this could work once I've done a little bit of growing. Um, And like Mm -hmm. Sam said to him, you've got to learn to like yourself um, before you can mature and move on in the world. So again, I think that's powerful feedback uh, that he should take on board. And I think that's true for all of us.
0: Yeah. 100%. Well, I think we probably should leave it there. We've got lots more scenes to come in the coming two more remaining episodes we've got. Um, but I think that's a good place to stop because we've got some exciting scenes coming on in the future. Um, so as we do, whenever we, we run these, uh, these podcasts might usually leave us with your words of wisdom for the day. So is there anything you'd like to impart on us this week to take us through um, the next seven days until we return?
1: I think it's only a recap of what I've just said, you know, in life, we feel we, we in life, we see many challenges, but as long as we like ourselves, as long as we love ourselves, then we are happy with the decisions that we're making on this journey.
0: And on that note, we wish you all a wonderful and a prosperous week. We hope you love yourselves, too. And we'll see you next time on the Bad Scripts podcast. Until then, from me and from Mike, goodbye. Bad Scripts was written and performed by Mike Galea and Steve Jones, a Beachtide production.